Here's everything that went wrong for the Yankees in the 2023 season. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and with me as always is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, how are you doing today? Well, we'll see after this conversation. Uh, it's not going to be the cheeriest of conversations we've ever had on Locked On Yankees, but we appreciate you clicking either way. <laughs> Thanks so much for clicking on the show today. Don't forget, we're still five days a week, even here in the offseason on Locked On Yankees. we got to talk about the ALCS and the NLCS later on in the show. There's also a interesting fan survey done, done by The Athletic. It's linked in the episode description. We're going to be talking about the results of how fans feel about the current state of the Yankees a little bit later on but first Stacy everything that went wrong so this is the first of a two-part series today everything that went wrong tomorrow everything that went right that might be a little bit shorter for an episode <laughs> I was gonna say but <laughs> everything that went wrong could have been two parts like it could have been two episodes but we had to condense it into one <laughs> yes so we're gonna go through everything that went wrong here in 2023 and kind of briefly touch on it because to be frank so much went wrong you can't go deep on everything yeah and i think the most logical place to start here is to start in spring training let's not forget that coming out of spring stacy the yankees had a multitude of injuries that were immediately impacting their regular rotation bullpen and starting lineup just from the get-go Carlos Rodon obviously being front of mind and number one Frankie Montas Harrison Bader suffered an oblique injury at the end of spring training Luis Severino obviously had some issues uh Tommy Canely and Lou Trevino all out of spring uh we're dealing with some sort of ailment or weird, bizarre thing going on. Yeah. And when you look at that, Rodon, Montas, Severino, that's three-fifths of the rotation. Yep. <laughs> or the three-fifths of the projected rotation out as soon as the season started. And we should have known at that point, but we were still hopeful that something could happen. <laughs> and don't forget the Rodon thing was like multiple injuries because yeah. it was elbow and back just uh from the get-go that that look a lot of it at the beginning here i, th I think the Bader one kind of was like oh gosh here we go again but yeah. i think the rodone one should have been like the first signal of like this might not go as planned yeah yeah this might not be the way we want it to go and we should have realized it then so yeah and i mentioned severino there like he didn't start on the il to begin the season but i think that leads into the conversation of when you're considering the 2022 season and the injuries and how that was all handled, then going into 2023, the regress of Luis Severino was maybe the most bizarre thing we saw in 2023. Just the utter lack of performance was staggering. Yeah. And his reaction to it, um, just the depression of it, you know, he was just so he couldn't figure out what was wrong with himself. And he just was so obviously depressed about it because he couldn't figure out, you know, how do you go from being a really good pitcher with injury problems? That was always Luis Severino to being a pitcher with injury problems who comes back and is just awful. He was awful. There was, was some 
<laughs> awful nights. I mean, like nights that you, you didn't even recognize who was on the mound. You're like, yeah. who is this? Yeah. And we try, we broke it down. What? Almost every start we would come back and be like, well, here's what's going wrong. And here's what's going right. And well, here's maybe something to look forward to. And well, maybe they can fix this. And it was just like, never figured out really. It never was no. really figured out. And then of course ended with another injury. Um, in the same breath of regress, Nestor Cortez's regress, when he was on the field with the fatigue issues mixed in, that was also, I mean, look, you were anticipating maybe a regress there, but sure. maybe not that hard. No, no, because he, you know, he, he didn't literally come out of nowhere, but it felt like he came out of nowhere to pitch the way he did in 2022. And that was way more of a regress than we all thought it was going to be. And it was just on top of everything else happening with the rotation. That was the last thing the Yankees needed and uh, they got it. And that's, uh, that would have been another clue that it wasn't going to be a great 2023 season. Yeah. I mean, again, I wasn't anticipating all-star level, but maybe fringe all-star, Sure, you know, injury reserve all-star potential. Yeah. But for him to go that far back. And I think it was really the fatigue stuff that, was just like, man, that's not a super solvable issue. That mm -mm. was the other thing. It's like, oh, well, his ankle's bugging him. Okay. No, it's he doesn't feel good. And you're like, great. How do you fix that? Right. This all leading to Hal Steinbrenner's comments of why are you all freaking out was obviously one of the big sticking points of the season, especially early on. Why are you freaking out? It's only the third week in June. We're freaking out because we've seen this movie before, Hal, although it ended a lot worse than we thought it was going to in 2023. We saw. We saw yeah. the wheels about to come off. He somehow uh, didn't. <laughs> the the biggest things for us, of course, out, you know, Steinbrenner notwithstanding and how everyone feels about that. I mean, the, the two major injuries this year. We've ad nauseumed, if that's a, a <laughs> verb now. Yeah. Judge and Rizzo, clearly. Yeah. Like those, there's no way around those. There's no way around those at all. The way Rizzo was handled, especially the the messaging behind it, um, the judge injury, then the judge injury. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like back to back. Like yeah. it's just like, if at that point in the season, you feel like it felt like a fever dream. Cause remember, Bader got hurt, Judge got hurt, Rizzo got collided, like all within, like, I don't know, the blink of an eye, it felt yeah. like. It was just like, dude, this is insanity. Yeah, I think it was all within a few days, right? It was like it was a yeah. weird end of May, beginning of June that was just like, all right, already with the injuries. This is ridiculous. It was crazy. I mean, everything Giancarlo Stanton, just yes. everything about everything year. that happened there, just everything, every answer he was giving in an interview, which is how down he felt and yeah. how the, his running, like the running stuff. And oh, well, that's that's Stanton. It's just like that was bizarre. Just I, I kind of touched on it the with the way Rizzo was handled, but just the messaging on Judge. Remember the toe? Like, oh, well, yeah. it, it was just like, what what are you talking about? Like, you're not giving us real updates. That was insane. It felt like that with every injury. We just and it got to a point during the season where we just didn't believe anything the Yankees told because every time they said, oh, he's day to day, then someone would end up going on the 15 day or the 10 day or the 60 day. And you're just like. And it always felt like Boone was the guy that had to wear it. 
right? Mm-hmm. It's just like he wasn't. It felt like he maybe wasn't getting told everything either. Just the whole communication issues, um, and then him like even to the point of like kind of being called out on John Boy. Like those interviews were like some of those John Boy interviews were just like, oh, this is like not fun. Like mm-hmm. no one's having a good time. No, we we haven't even touched on Donaldson and Hicks, like the Donaldson era, Hicks being DFA'd and like all that stuff. Uh, DJ LeMahieu's first half struggles. I was like, gonna say, did, is that really something that went wrong? Because I feel like those two things well, were actually, that, you know, but well, having to that, go to get to that point. Yes, that's that's what went went what went wrong. Because yeah. why was Donaldson playing that long? I said it in many shows leading up to this, yeah. but why was he even playing that long? It was ridiculous. Yeah. Within three weeks of the season, you would know that he wasn't. There was no improving what he was doing. Well, even um, remember when he got sixtied. When he yeah. got sixtied, it was like. Oh, he's done. And then don't, don't forget. Oh, wait, Josh Donaldson's taking BP. What? Yes. Yeah. What? That was strange. <laughs> uh, yeah, the first half struggles for DJ LeMahieu were apparent, especially with the Rizzo injury and you're looking for somebody to step up. Nope. Uh, don't forget Dylan Lawson was fired. Yeah. He was fired midseason. Um, the Yankees were getting absolutely nothing out of their catchers offensively at all. Yeah. Trevino, the injury oh. there. Playing with it all year. Yeah. Um, The Yankees went on a nine-game losing streak in August. I mean, The trade deadline. It was was good for us, but it wasn't good for the Yankees. (laughs) Good good for the show's popularity. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, As I'm sure a lot of people who are watching right now probably found us during that nine-game losing streak. Yeah. Um, Yeah, don't forget the trade deadline. That was Mm -hmm. bizarre. We're all in. What? Yeah. Why? Um, Jimmy Cordero and Domingo Herman suspensions. What? Yeah. What? Um, Oswaldo Cabrera's complete turnaround in the wrong direction. Yeah. Felt like he lost all his swagger and all yeah. the fun surrounding him. Felt bad yeah. for him. Yeah. Like it felt good coming out of spring training. And then it just, there was just a gray cloud over the Yankees. Like, you know, like Eeyore was Eeyore from, uh, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh yeah. was following them around all season. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Not great. Uh, or like the beginning of Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> just Cusco's, <laughs> just rain. Uh, Volpe being all right. Yeah. Having flashes. Like you were really hoping that he'd have a rookie of the year type season. And look, yeah. I don't think that's like the worst thing that happened right. this season. I mean, we but... weren't really predicting that, right? We yeah. didn't predict that. But we were hoping for a little more, yeah, consistency from him. But, you know. Those flashes were fun. And if he can become consistent and, you know, getting that first year under his belt, I, I have not extremely high hopes, but I feel like he can be a decent MLB player. Yeah. And you did the word right there is consistency. And that just felt like the complete word to that the lack of consistency was the shadow around the entire team. Cause there were days where you're going, look at this team put up 12 runs against the twins. And then you're like, Hey, one hit. <laughs> and you're just yeah. like every day it's like not even flipping a coin it was like being hit in the head with a bat you're yeah. just like what's happening with this team it was so confusing to watch it multiple points the season um until it felt like we kind of gave up and it's just like all right well this is just the team now this is them now yep mm-hmm. crazy crazy let us know if we forgot anything i know in the comments like we are don't you feel like we forgot something because there was so much that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> 
Let us know in the comments section, did we forget anything? What was the biggest problem for you this season? Yes, I know Judge and Rizzo are the big, big ones and the big headline grabbers, but of everything else, what was the biggest problem for you this season? I want to hear about it in the comments section. Of course, you could always text us as well by joining the Locked On Yankees Insiders Club via subtext. So go check that in the episode description. There is a 14-day free trial. You can text Stacy and myself. And of course, you get Fan Mail Friday priority. Reply to that pinned comment here on YouTube, and you can submit a Fan Mail Friday question for our Friday shows every Friday. All right, we're going to step aside. Interesting article on The Athletic. How do Yankees fans feel about the state of the franchise? We're going to talk about it next. This episode is brought to you by one of our favorite sponsors, Bird Dogs. It's the best place to buy men's shorts and pants. They use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. Say that five times fast. They're going to keep you cool and dry all day long. Look, they sent us a couple of pairs, and I love them. I wear my Bird Dogs in the hot. I wear my Bird Dogs in the cold. I wear them all the time. They're super comfortable. They're versatile, and they're cheaper than other big-name brands. Looking at you, Lululemon. And, of course, Lockdown Yankees listeners have the opportunity to get a free water bottle when you place an order at birddogs.com. They have a ton of different styles there, different fits. You're going to find something that's great for you. I promise you that. You can go to birddogs.com slash MLB or enter the promo code LockdownMLB at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. You can always use a water bottle, guys. That's birddogs.com slash MLB for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Back here on Locked On, Yankees, our second segment of the day. Hey, every day is out there. We just did everything that went wrong for the Yankees in 2023. But tomorrow, everything that went right. Look, yin and yang, positive, negative, opposites track. You know, you can't, you can't be all doom and gloom always, right? So right. everything that went right, that's tomorrow. And I guarantee that's going to have less views. Okay. There was an article in The Athletic. It was Yankees fan survey results. There's little belief in Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman. What? What? Blasphemy. Never heard of it. I know. Shocked face all around. Shocked emojis. Uh, I'll leave that linked in the episode description like I always do, guys. It's The Athletic. You need a subscription. You know that. But uh, some things not interesting. Some things a little interesting. Stacy, it's very easy to get like lost on the internet. And how people respond to things. And you're just like, this is how everybody feels. Mm. But it's nice to see there's some sanity out there. <laughs> to be real yes. with you. Yeah. So we're gonna we're not going to go over every question here. But just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on them, Stace. This first one is, what do you view as the Yankees' biggest strengths? And they're talking Major League Team only. 77.7% of respondents saying pitching. Which is the right thing. Even though pitching was down on the starter front this season because of injuries. Yeah. So I thought yep. that was nice. Um, that's good. Yeah. Agree. I was like, I was, I was actually pleasantly surprised by some of these numbers. Good yeah. job, Yankee fans. Yeah, because <laughs> it feels like people didn't care about the bullpen's amazing season. Yeah. Yeah, and it feels like, oh, wait, maybe they did notice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, you did watch past the sixth inning. Yeah, good job. <laughs> um, hitting at 4.1%. I mean, come on. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's been that, the biggest problem for a while. <laughs> yeah. And that leads into the next question, which is what do you view as the Yankees' biggest weakness? And of course, hitting. This is maybe insane. 94.1%. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
yeah, again, not just 2023, but uh, they were having issues hitting in the playoffs in 2022, and it kind of carried over. So, and um, the second half of 2022. Yeah. So, just yeah, good job by that. I'm actually I'm actually surprised. I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be like 96. <laughs> percent Well, that's where kind of we're at when it comes to the Yankees' biggest need this offseason. I mean, it stays right on track with all these answers. 90.6% of respondents saying that they need to go out and get some offense, which is a bummer because there's not a whole bunch of it out there right now. No, there really isn't. It's going to be more trade stuff, which the Yankees also don't have a whole bunch of Major League Ready chips to do that. Kind of a bummer. Uh, Pitching 8.7%. I like that the defense is at 0.7% because the Yankees... We're pretty good defensively this year. Yeah. I mean, there were some miscues, but not enough for them to be, you know, for people to question the defense. I mean, and there were some really amazing plays by some people, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Biggest concern about the organization right now. Stacey, this is also maybe not the most um, surprising top response. Roster construction, 67.7%. This was interesting to me, though, because I feel like the analytics conversation has been so dominating in the headlines about them. They're not using analytics. Get rid of the analytics. All that stuff has been beaten to death. But only 14.2% of this respondent uh, on this survey said that analytics was the most important, biggest concern. Like, I I don't know. I was kind of shocked when I saw that. Yeah. I mean, I like that it's analytics being misapplied because that's a big difference between analytics altogether and them being used wrong. So I like that people got that distinction. Um, I'm very happy with this result because I've been bitching and moaning about this for how long now? Roster construction and saying that this was a big problem. So I'm glad my fellow Yankee fans agree with me because that is the biggest problem. It really is. What I like on this, and this just can, like, you'll see a lot of conversations on the internet, which again, maybe is not the most emblematic of all conversations being had. Uh, 1.5% is payroll spending. And that makes me very, very happy because people who care about payroll, you're in a weird world, man. I don't know. Like, I I find it so strange. People like, but, but how's money? It's like, what do you care? Why do you care? Al doesn't care about your money. So why should you care about his? I, I get caring in the sense of how it's going to affect how they approach off seasons. Sure, I get but, that aspect but because it does make reasons, a difference. Yeah, but there yeah. are different reasons why people it's, – it's really strange how there are so many people out there who carry water for the owners and worry about the owners and their money. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> very strange. It's not yeah. your money, bro. I promise you that. Yeah. Beer prices go up regardless. I'm telling right. you right now. doesn't matter. Um, so I'm very happy to see that 1.5% of people aren't like are, – are the are the outliers here. That's the outlier, mm-hmm. thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, this was an interesting one, Stacey. If Shohei Otani is unrealistic, who should the Yankees' number one free agent target be? Yamamoto. Number one, 57.4%, followed closely by Cody Bellinger, 25.2%. Uh, this one a little interesting, though. Blake Snell, 3.4. I guess maybe not a lot of belief in Blake Snell after what is very clearly an uh, a Cy Young season. I, mm, I feel like that's more people picking Yamamoto. Like, I don't think that has to do with Blake Snell. I feel like if Yamamoto wasn't a choice, Blake Snell maybe would have been higher. Maybe. Because, yeah, you know. I don't know. I don't know, though. Because, like, I don't, in my head, I'm like, <clears throat> look, Yoshinobu... Yamamoto looks like he's going to be legit, but right. you don't know. 
Yeah, Blake Snell right. has a proven track record at the major league level. It's right. If you're and picking Yankees, a starter. And, yeah. And the Yankees have had some history with Japanese players not working out. They have had some who have Deki Matsui, uh, Masahiro Tanaka, but um, you know, there's also Keigawa and Hideki Rabu and other people that didn't, you know, so it's kind of hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cody Bellinger. I'm still super caution on. I'm still super yellow light on. Yeah. That's for another episode. Um, <laughs> this is not the surprising one, Stacey. Which Yankee disappointed you the most this season? Carlos Rodon, 52%. I'm actually, I am actually surprised. I thought Stanton came in second, 31.1%. I thought Stanton would be higher for some reason because everyone loves to Rat attack him. Stanton. Yeah, yeah, and bag on him all the time, no matter what, even if he's doing well. <laughs> it's, like, it's a weird thing. It's the money thing. Again, it's yeah. we're paying him this much. You're not paying him. Let's paying get him that out of your head. Um, so I'm kind of surprised about this, but I'm not surprised that Rodon is that much because, I mean, between the injuries and then coming back and just being awful. Yeah, big disappointment, especially, again, with the money, but it's just because you're, you were excited. They're like, Oh, you know, you thought maybe judge would be the only move. And then they go after this guy and you're thinking, Oh, okay. They're, they're getting something done for 2023. Yeah. Uh, maybe the shocking one, Everson Pereira checking in at 0.1%. Who voted for Everson? <laughs> Who Very did strange. it? Let us Very know <laughs> if you're out uh, there. Again, we're not getting to every single one. People were mad at Boone. People are mad at Steinbrenner. Yada, yada. Sure. People are mad at Cashman. Yeah, we all know. Yes. We've done that. <laughs> right. This one, I think, is the strangest one. Of the Yankees pending free agents, who is the number one player you think they should bring back? And I never would have guessed this. Number one at 45.2%, Wandy Peralta. That was bizarre to me. Like... I mean, look, it's not like you have all these like great options to bring back, but Wandy yeah. being number one, I was like, wow, baby people do care about the bullpen. I like that Luke Weaver got some votes there. Too. <laughs> A little love, 1.2%. <laughs> Shout out Luke Weaver. But hey, what have I been saying about Frankie Montas? I've been saying, I feel like the Yankees should bring him back and he 19.3% second place behind Wandy. I don't know. <laughs> and right there, IKF behind at 14.7%. You're like, IKF? Be yeah. Turn people around that quick? Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> uh, let us know how you felt about this article. It's interesting. It's nice to see some insight. Obviously, the athletic following is much bigger than ours. So whenever we do our fan surveys, they don't have as much you know, firepower like theirs do. We usually get around 1,000 votes. This gets thousands of votes so it's really cool to see um so let us know how you're feeling about it did you vote on this how do you feel about this stuff i'm curious uh what your take is so let us know in the comment section of course we're going to step aside one more time we come back alcs and nlcs are underway let's chat about a couple of games October baseball is back and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a W, predict what will happen in the next at bat with quick bats. 
betting on Bryce Harper to hit home runs, do it because he keeps doing it. Just listen to me. It's the smart thing to do. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash locked on right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Back here on Locked On Yankees, Stacy, the postseason still going strong. We are now officially underway in both the ALCS and the NLCS. We saw NLCS game one, actually, as a matter of fact, right now. Uh, you guys know how we do it. Record the night before, and that's where we are currently at. It is four nothing. Phils, Harper, Schwarber, Castellanos going deep. Uh, but we want to talk about this Stroh's Rangers ALCS, dude. Rangers haven't lost. I know they haven't lost a game yet. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm really shocked. Yeah, this is the perfect time to go on a run like this. You know, uh, we always talk about the worst time to lose a bunch of games is in the playoffs and, you know, not be able to do anything. And they're doing the exact opposite of what the, you know, Rays and Jays and Orioles did. So, um, yeah, Framber Valdez had a bit of trouble there. Three runs before the first out. Yeah. And, you know, the Rangers did have some opportunities to score more. They scored five and uh, the Astros were chipping away and made things interesting toward the end there. Uh, thanks to uh, a role Chapman. I got what I wanted. You did. And they still won. And they still won. So you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. A couple of mistakes there in the beginning there from Houston. But for them to play that way at home was really, really strange. Like to lose both well, games at home. Well, they're better. They were better on the road this year. They were like 51 and 30 on the road or something. I saw on Twitter, something strange, like they were really good on the road and not as good in Minute Maid, which is is really odd because that feels like a really big home field advantage whenever they're playing there. I hated. Well, I hate when the Yankees play them in the ALCS, but I just that train horn and all the noise and I just couldn't stand it. So, you know, it's kind of amazing. So the Rangers just need to not let up off the gas when they go yeah. into their home stadium, knowing that the Astros are kind of better on the road. But I mean, the Rangers really show no sign of slowing down. And what about Ivaldi getting into that bases loaded jam and getting out of it with he, that really could have been so bad. Well, we've seen that. We've seen that a lot of times already with, with Texas's starting rotation. Like we've seen Jordan Montgomery get into two big jams and then get out of them as well. So like, and good for Boshi for not doing anything and letting them figure it out and do it and just be like, all right, well, you got yourselves into this so you can get yourselves out. And they did. Yeah. It's, 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 I'm surprised, man. I'm seriously surprised. I mean, we kind of talked about it when we were previewing the postseason, and we've been talking about it a little bit once we were kind of chatting uh, the AL West mm -hmm. uh, later in the season. But like you mentioned a run and Texas has been that all year. Like they have been like highs of highs. Remember, they had some really bad lows, too. Oof. So that's what made me worried of that. Their playoff push was like, dude, I, I don't know which Rangers team you're going to get. Yeah. And they just happen to be like right now the hot team. But you also like I'm still not like totally convinced. Like, let's say they do win the ALCS. What if they don't show up in the World Series? Like, what, right. it's crazy that like one, they still haven't won it all. Uh, and they've had multiple chances to win it all and didn't in heartbreaking fashion. And mm -hmm. for the Texas Rangers fan base, 
I'm not going to lie to you. I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility of happening again, just be given the nature of this team it, it, and what we've seen out of them this season. Yeah. Um, you know, they blew the division. Uh, they go in as a wild card. You know, they go from being what the second seed to the, were they the fifth seed or something like, right. They, it was just, you know, I thought they were going to go pretty much wire to wire and they cut it close and they didn't let, the Astros or the Mariners catch up to them. Then they did, <laughs> and then they lost it. And then they and then, yeah, went and ahead. then they lost. Not even caught up. They lost. They, yeah, they, they lost first place for a little while to yeah. Seattle. Yeah, I, I mean, everyone forgets Seattle was in there for a while too, and then they kind of fell off at the end because it could have been a really interesting last few, uh, like a last week of the season, and then Seattle just completely fell off. I kind of wanted that to be a little bit of chaos there in the AL West, but it didn't happen. But they're just, I, I just, I can't believe they haven't lost a game yet. It's, it's amazing. I, I'm so, so <laughs> surprised by that, that they are perfect undefeated. Uh, and you know, the other thing about the Rangers, Stace, is they don't even look like, I mean, they look like they care, but they don't even look like they're phased. No. Like, it doesn't look like they're overmatched. And I know they have some, you know, experience there not as this unit clearly but like right. Evaldi's got the experience and and Seager obviously has Seager plenty does, of postseason yeah. experience uh Marcus Semien has postseason experience but like they look like they're just cruising along man it's kind of like the Phillies yeah they're, well the Phillies look, oh. the Phillies feel like they're so built for the postseason like not even yeah. like like where, where the Dodgers feel like they're built for the regular season, the Phillies feel like the opposite. Where they're just like, we're just built for the postseason, man. We're just here to win postseason games. Yeah, as long as we get in, we're we're good. <laughs> yeah, it's like we just hit bombs, bro. That's all we do. <laughs> That's exactly how they all talk too. You know it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm doing my Nick Castellanos impression. Mm -hmm. Is that even a question? Did you ask me a question there? <laughs> so wild, man. I don't know. Again, we're 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 in the middle of the D backs Phil's game and it's the bottom of the fourth, so things could change drastically. You guys already know the score and how it finished up. But I mean Nick Castellanos is batting right now. And if I start talking about something sad and grim, he'll probably go deep. So I won't <laughs> I won't say that. But Ooh. yeah, it's it's wild that um you know, I'm really excited about the NLCS and we asked Locked On Subtexters, by the way, and the Locked On Yankees Insiders Club about this and uh like, hey, who's your pick? Who do you got going to the World Series? And most respondents were going anybody but the Astros. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I got I got mostly mostly fills uh, in the responses, and there are a couple D backs fans, a couple D backs fans going going. You know what? Let's uh, let's go Serpientes, man. I'm I'm all I'm I'm in. I'm I'm happy either way in the NLCS, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Like I said, like they said, anything but Astros. Anything but Astros. Uh, you guys already know that we always talk playoffs here in the third segment pretty much every day here on Lockdown Yankees. So make sure to come back for that tomorrow. And of course, also come back for everything that went right in 2023. That's on tomorrow's show. We'd love to have you aboard. So make sure to hit subscribe. And of course, our Fan Mail Friday is coming up on Friday as well. Whole bunch of stuff here this week. Don't worry, folks. Five days a week on Lockdown Yankees. But that's going to do it for today's episode. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.